Smokey Ramble Podcast. They say that you've got to catch them all, but I haven't got a scurry on how to do that. So my co-host will be telling me how he completed his living decks. Apart from that, we'll be talking Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Go, and much, much more. Welcome to episode 15 of the Poke Ramble podcast. I'm your host, Kamail, and I'm joined, as always, by the Battle Frontier brain himself, Amit. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. You got the pun in. You got the pun in, which is good. Totally. Like, so basically why I was struggling this week is I forgot to put an intro down and and think about what we're talking about this week. So I had to do that off the top of my uh, head. You did well. Yeah, so uh, episode 15, episode Beedrill, to those of us uh, from around the Pokeverse. If you're in Galar, today is episode Butterfree. Shout out to you guys. Let's Um, just stick with episode Beedrill because it's quite topical, actually, uh, episode Beedrill. Um, but episode Beedrill. How's your uh, weekend gone? Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm psyched for this podcast. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, you've uh, really uh, remembered a lot of things. There's something that you might not have remembered, so I'm hoping you have, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, but apart from that, yeah, you, you ready just to get into the, the, the grand, grand old news? I'm always ready for the news. Let's do it. Let's go. What's Pokemon going on? This is the section of the show where we talk about Pokemon Go. And um, the image you see up on screen, or if you're listening, then you won't see the image, but it comes by way of leakduck.com. So give them a click. um, Best um, sort of place to find out what's going on in Pokemon Go, that place. But there's a Mega Battle Challenge going on at the moment, and Mega Beedrill is front and center of it. Um, there's a special sort of like um, task at the moment that you can complete to get more Beedrill candies and, and whatnot. And if you complete 125 million Mega Raids, um, not Mega Raids actually, just battles, um, that was Pidgeot, which was Mega Raids. But if you complete 270 million battles by the end of the event, which is going to be the 17th of uh, September, um, we're going to be unlocking Mega Houndoom. Um, so it makes sense that they're getting you ready to. A battle mega houndoom with a uh, beedrill bug types dark types all that kind of stuff um but yeah what's really interesting is they said that there was going to be um mega pidgeot after two million mega raids have been completed but there hasn't been any sort of um word from the antic on how we've done or how we're faring and um they've just been silent which is really strange so my friends speculated that they're taking um the week off and things are running on auto at the moment it would be yeah. it would be um, funnier if the, that we just failed to hit the target by so far that Niantic were like, we don't want to embarrass you guys. We're just not going to say anything. Well, it's going to be more of an embarrassment to Niantic with how they rolled out Mega Evolutions and That's true. half That's true. monetizing, you know, you needing to have all these passes to be able to battle these mag- Megas uh, to get the candy and stuff like that. So. Did you call them maggots? Ma- megas, sorry. I just tripped up on my words there. Um, but yeah, the other thing with... Um, you know these uh this event is that you got shiny ladybug and shiny uh what's, what's the other one called ladybug Ledian. and ledian that's the one um so they're they're up in the game um i've been playing much as you can probably tell um yeah not much else to say about this i mean apparently team go rocket was supposed to have different pokemon um but lo and behold in in niantic's infinite wisdom they haven't changed it so it's the same old pokemon as usual so I don't know what's going over over there in Niantic HQ, but yeah, it's been a strange week, hasn't it? Where where is Pokemon Niantic? 
that's the new segment. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. We are not starting conspiracy theories on. No, that. that's all I've got for Pokemon. Um, Pokemon uh, Go. I mean, I have got like 190 candies for Charizard, so one more battle and I'll be able to get make his uh, Charizard X or Y, one of those two. It's gonna be X. Um, but yeah, that's it for um, Pokemon Go. Have you got anything to say about this? Isn't Y better? Yeah, I, I don't understand why, but no pun intended. But there we go. Um, well, because Y's got a better special stat, whereas X has got split. It's got a better good stats. It's, it's got a better um, attack, and yeah, yeah, but it's got good stats split over two, whereas Mega Y has got all of its boosts pumped into special attack. And because Go doesn't differentiate between attack and special attack, they just take the higher of the two. Which is so, if you just take the higher of the two, Y wins every time. Which is absolute nonsense. Absolutely. But nonsense. that's how the game works. No, I'm not. I'm not accepting it. All right. I want justice for Mega Charizard X, okay? Because no one used it in singles. Well, no one used Y in singles. It was all about Charizard X. I used uh, Y in singles. <sighs> yeah, but you were like one of three people, dude. Um. So yeah, that that makes sense. Why? But it doesn't make sense. Why? Um. So I'm gonna move on, if if that's okay. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Let's move on. It's the next pick called. So you want to be a Pokemon Masters? I think the first thing we wanted to talk about is the refresh in the um, Champion Stadium. So it's going to be a weekly thing, refreshing every Monday. Yeah. Uh, so nice to get to take on yet more of the uh, Elite Four signature Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's good. I think it's um, a very different challenge to anything we've had in the game before, and I'm personally really enjoying it. So um, excited for for next week's refresh. Uh, we both, I think, have beaten it this week already. So. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow morning to refresh. Yeah, and we we've done the sort of medal about using every single type. Um, so yeah, that was a challenge. Ne- next week the gloves are off. Uh, we can just enjoy it properly. You know, we don't have to worry about all this sort of mix uh, mix and matching with types. Um, I wonder. I wonder either whether there's an unlock requirement for level two, or whether like un- getting all eighteen of that badge allows you to like level up the badge. Or if there's a level two. I mean, there must be a level. There must be a level two because there's lots of references in the game to like level one and higher and things like that. So, but whether or not they've created that sort of content yet is the other thing. Oh no, that's that's that's, a question. That's yeah, that's 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 a question. So, who did you use uh, for for this week's? um, uh, Oh gosh, they're trying to fit in sync pairs that I would never touch. Uh, so, just to get that badge where you had to use one sync pair of every type. Tell us the boss. Tell us the weakness and tell us the team. Uh, so we had, uh, well, let's start on the left. So we had Lorelei, uh, who was weak this time to electric type moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was using, um, Clement and, uh, I've forgotten the name, Heliolisk, mm-hmm. um, because he has the ability to reduce speed, uh, which is really handy. Parabolic charge, which heals itself. Uh, and it's a really good evasive tank. So, uh, as an electric type was able to heal for good amounts of damage every turn and, uh, it was enough to kind of see me through that battle. Uh, I did manage to sneak in some other Pokemon that I just needed to, to get through. Um, so that was a, a handy way to do so it. So w- which one were the other two? Uh, so I'm just literally pulling up the list. So okay. I definitely... Um, so I, 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 for for Lorde then, um, I used uh, Raichu because uh, of AoE electric. Um, yep. I gridded him for Inertia. So Inertia just essentially makes his sink and nuke. Um, essentially, so he's doing major damage. Um, I used Karen to lower um, special attack across the board with Snarl. 
Uh, so that was my dark type requirement as well, uh, ticked off. And then I used Happel and Mudsdale because I haven't got any other ground types. And she was just there yep. as fodder, essentially. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was all about Hal and, um, and Karen uh, for that challenge. So that was my sort yeah, of strategy. Yeah, I also used my ground type against Lorelei. I used Clay mm -hmm. and Seismatoad, again, just to get more speed reduction off um, Bulldoze. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just a, a reasonable tank, so that helped. And then mm -hmm. I actually used Red and uh, Signature Red and Charizard to finish off Laura as well. <laughs> nice. Um, so who who did you go after after that? Uh, so then let's talk about Agatha. Mm -hmm. So uh, Agatha this time weak to Ice type moves. Mm -hmm. uh, had Golbat in the center um, as one of her her signature Pokemon. Uh, and this time I managed to get Valerie uh, out of the way. Mm -hmm. uh, fairy types being at the moment by far and away the weakest. Uh, I guess type in um, in the game unless you got useful, uh, I think. unless you got Jigglypuff in the event yeah. uh, over the summer. But uh, for most people, the option was either Valerie or Mina. I went with Valerie uh, purely so that she would go down as uh, fodder. <laughs> so I put her in slot one and just let her go down. Um, and then Price and uh, Dugong did the majority of the damage, being a nice type. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had Signet Suit, Leaf, and Venusaur there to debuff and to, to heal. Mm. I so I used uh, Viola and Masquerine uh, for the first time, and wow, that was an experience. She's actually incredible, <laughs> which I didn't expect. Um, yeah, I really want to get her grid to two five uh, or even three five because she pick up first aid four there, which is not bad. But uh, I think her her grid's pretty strong, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, when I get another tech candy, I can do that. Um, the other uh, pairs I used was also the uh, Summer Steven. Uh, I was really happy to be able to use him for the first time, and he was a lot of fun to use. Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, I used Koga as well, just because I needed the requirement of a poison type. So yeah, I managed to fit in both uh, bug and poison uh, during this this uh, round as well, which was really nice. nice. Um, uh, we'll skip the champion uh, for a second, and we'll talk about Bruno. So uh, I got my poison type out of the way here, so I used Koga and Crobat. Mm -hmm. uh, I had Skylar and Swanna, mm -hmm. uh, and I had Karina and Mega Lucario. Oh, interesting. Talk to me about it. Uh, so, I mean, one of the things with, um, the, I had to get a fighting type in, mm -hmm. uh, didn't have a lot of options, but thanks to having Skylar in the team, my defense is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And Bruno obviously comes at you with physical attacks being a uh, fighting type user. So um, it was just handy really to have uh, all the defense buffs and then Karina didn't really suffer for it. So yeah. uh, just really to get, get damage out, nothing too special, uh, Mega Evolve and then Power Up Punch and then onto close combat. Uh, Koga obviously got poisoning, which was really helpful, and then uh, yeah, Skylar was just there to really heal and uh, heal and tank. And sorry, what was uh, Bruno week two? Uh, Bruno was week two. Uh, psychic. It wasn't. It was psychic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was psychic type. Uh, so I know some people tried to use Mewtwo. Some people used uh, Meowstic. What did you go for? So I got my fairy out of the way in this in this battle. Um, I used Mina and Gramble, and I used Charm constantly to just debuff attack. Very um, So, yeah, I was really happy to get the Fairy out of the way. Um, apart from that, I used Signature Elisa as my tank, and I used, of course, um, Mewtwo um, to to just just demolish the stage. It was it was wasn't even funny how how quickly I destroyed Very good. it. Um, so yeah, that was does me and Bruno. Um, and I think the hardest for me was the next one, which was a uh, Lance. Oh, really interesting. So, how did you get on with Lance? Weak to steel this time. Yeah, Lance. So I with tried his to, signature Aerodactyl. I tried to use a different um, Pokemon. I tried to use uh, Metagross, Maylene, and then I can't remember who was the third. I think it might have been Koga uh, okay. to get them out of the way because Lance was actually the first battle I, I under undertook. Um, but essentially, I, I went back to Jasmine afterwards, and she did fantastically. 
um so jasmine was there just to tank up all the hits um you know raise defenses or whatnot maylene was there to buff up all pairs and and that worked to charm she she did really well she's quite useful and yeah metagross was there just to dish out the damage so that's how i beat lance but yeah i had to retry that a couple of times because um I was experimenting with different pairs, trying to trying to shoehorn them in uh, just to get the requirements over and done with. Uh, no, so I went for uh, Professor Oak and Me as my my tank. I mm -hmm. did a fantastic job of uh, just hanging in there till the end. Uh, Grimsley and Lipard to steal away all the crit buffs and the attack buffs, which mm -hmm. came in very very handy. Oh, I should uh, say Jasmine then... has got this move where she essentially nullifies crits. I was like, yes, what? yeah, Clank. <laughs> so it's crazy. It's very, very handy. But uh, no, I also had Wilkstrom and uh, Aegislash who come with uh, Vigilance, so blocks critical hits uh, naturally. Yeah. Uh, but I actually used him rather than a tank as a damage dealer. So plus six attack, plus uh, two crit, I think he gets to. Uh, and then just uh, Gyro Ball and um, Iron Head all the way. And what for Blue, uh, finally, who was weak to rock? Yeah, Blue, Blue was surprisingly straightforward. So uh, I went for... Um, Player and Torchic, uh, Cygna Suit, Cynthia and Kamoa, and uh, Serena and Delphox. So sleep, chain, uh, and then just dish out damage. Uh, wasn't too bad. Mm. Um, and I used um, your your favorite pair in the world, Olivia, uh, and I can rock. Yes. I used Cygna Suit, Leaf, and uh, Venusaur, and I used uh, Skylar and, and Swanna because you know Ooh, a very you always... strong, uh, very strong team to finish. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I I sort of used the. Um, advantage of uh, status conditions um that's why i brought leaf along so she she her poison was basically oh, nice. taken out every pokemon left right and center and i just had you know olivia just constantly spamming stone edge and, and skylar was there just to you know speed up people and and you know make sure they're healthy but yeah the fight was over before it even began really yeah. so yeah that was a, a another uh another week in um the kanto challenge in the champion stadium i suspect we'll see the remaining uh, five types or so uh, next week looking forward to it yeah um, but apart from that we have a new story which is family ties which is happening in Pokemon Masters at the moment it's just a shame that I have to use these tokens to get to the story but um, you know if, if stamina <laughs> wasn't an issue I wouldn't, I wouldn't be complaining but yeah apart from that we're playing that at the moment we'll discuss more of it next week but with this event we've got three sync pairs that are going to be staggered so at the moment we've only got lucimine but we'll get gladion and lily afterwards but i thought we'd speak about um each one uh starting with um lily so a really interesting um sync grid for lily um, so let's, let's, let's one, yeah let's wind it down a bit so um, we've got clefairy and a, uh, and a fairy type yeah uh, as the sync move um as a unit so she's a support um very very tanky uh, and I imagine that most people will use her as a as a tank. Has got some damage dealing capability, um, but probably not how you want to use her. Mm -mm. Um, disarming voice, which is AOE never misses. X accuracy all, which is uh, the first I think. Yeah. Uh, X accuracy all, very very helpful. Um, full power, which can drastically buff an ally's attack and special attack, mm -hmm. uh, and ensures the next move is a crit. Which very, is very useful fantastic. For, yeah, very very useful for buffing your allies. Uh, and Moonblast is your damage dealing move, ninety eight base power. Um, but yeah, uh, not a, not a bad move set. And then a sync move, um, which as I said is a fairy type sync move. Um, but one of its passes, which makes it much more interesting, uh, is called Synchro Healing One. Uh, which restores the HP of all allied sync pairs after using a sync move. I wonder how much uh, it's going to so, be, but that's that's incredible. 
Yeah, it's it's a new way to, I guess, have perpetual healing throughout longer battles because you're not limited to MP as long as you can keep using moves and therefore using sync moves, you can just keep healing and healing. So, so I don't uh, even not think this is gradual healing. I think this might just be like a, a chunk, like a potion healing. Yeah, it's like potion healing. Yeah, so that's going to be uh, it's really, really interesting um, that we've got that. Um, and I think, especially in Battle Villa, something like Battle Villa is going to really help with getting through stages without, you know, having, having to switch out pairs and whatnot. Yeah, it's handy to not have to waste potion refresh or, you know, risk potion refresh and have some guaranteed healing. Mm -hmm. And there's there's another passive called Group Dragon Guard, which reduces all allied sync, pair, um, sync pairs take when attacked by dragon type moves. Damage, reduces the damage. That yeah, I reckon a, a shout out to Clefairy's, uh, I guess one of its signature abilities, uh, Friend Guard, uh, which protects its allies from, from damage. So maybe a little shout out to that. And the last one is, is quite interesting, Fainting Cleanse. Yeah, so when uh, Clefairy uh, faints in battle, it removes status conditions from allied sync pairs. Probably not one you're going to want to use uh, too often, <laughs> but not, a, not, a, not the worst thing to have. Yeah. I think the only thing that uh, Clefairy's uh, missing is, is a potion. <laughs> but you know, not everyone can have a potion. I guess with a. Oh, you've got an alternative yeah. source of healing, though. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on how much you want to be using that when you've got um, some strikers in your team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a pretty good pair. And you said that the sync move is pretty. Uh, sync grid is pretty good. Any any sort of reason why that is? Yeah. So uh, Lily's got access to Unfortuitous Nine, uh, which some of you may know from New Sync Sync Grid, which basically. Uh, debuffs any one stat at random on the enemy uh, and thanks to the disarming voice uh, just like swift being 100 percent accurate and aoe uh, you can debuff every enemy uh, for one stat every single move so very very handy uh, to disarm your enemy um, and basically just nullify their stats uh, very quickly off the bat so not a not a bad pair to use certainly um tanky certainly bulky so uh, i'll tell you what interesting to see I'll tell you what else is really good about her sync grid. She gets access to something called Titan Up and Toughen Up 2, which yep. essentially gives you like a 30% chance to raise your defense and, and special defense when you get hit. And also, uh, with Disarming Voice, you can actually power up and get Move Gorge, uh, Gorge, 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 Gauge. Gauge. There we go, Gauge. Gauge <laughs> Refresh, uh, which helps with your uh, well, Move Gauge. Um, yes. So very, very good, I'd say. Yeah, good power all around. Um, we'll move on to Gladion and Silvali, uh, which is a bit whatever for me. Um, if you want to talk yeah, about, yeah, probably the most interesting sync pair we've had so far. So Silvali, as you know from the games, its signature ability is that it can change types uh, depending on the the memory that it holds. So to replicate that in uh, Pokemon Masters, uh, Gladion comes with a trainer move called My Mind Is Made Up, is it? Uh, and it can change um, Silvali's type. So it starts as normal and then can change uh, both Silvalli's type and its weakness uh, to basically be the strength of whatever Pokemon it's targeting. So if you're up against a Pokemon that's weak to Fire-type, Silvalli becomes Fire-type. Mm -hmm. uh, and then multi-attack and its sync move also change to, to be Fire-type. So it's a very interesting pair in that um, it's one that you can kind of throw in and negate some weaknesses that you maybe can't cover for otherwise. Um, other things include Crush Claw, which is just a standard normal-type move, uh, X-Attack, which boosts attack, and then multi-attack, as I said, which changes type depending on the user's type. So uh, a good way to always guarantee yourself a super effective strike move. Um, Probably helps with just, those very weak stages, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's stats are, are sort of not not uh, not outstanding. It is very bulky, mm -hmm. uh, 264 or 264. 
um, in terms of defense and special defense, but uh, in attack and special attack, it's not quite up there. Uh, interestingly, just like its uh, in-game version stats, uh, they are equal all across the board. So it has 264 for every single stat. Um, um, passives? Uh, so passives, just the one, uh, which is backfire two, which sharply lowers the attack and special attack of all opposing sync pairs just before the user faints. So again, not one you're probably going to want to rely on. Uh, you probably won't want Silver Ally to go down, uh, but it does have access to that as a bit of a backup passive in a pinch. Yeah, and it's sync grid. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, kind of more of the same, boosts damage output, nothing that's particularly uh, crazy, lots of move gauge refresh, lots of training move refresh, but nothing that's... Uh, there's two standouts. I think the most interesting about it is the mind made up sort of nodes where it gives you guaranteed crits and guaranteed gradual heals. Um, apart from that, um, like you said, it just takes advantage of it being able to use super effective moves with super effective two and um, HP advantages. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, That's it'll it. be interesting. Obviously, it doesn't uh, kind of come anywhere close to the, the blue and uh, Signature Blue and Blastoise uh, stat line in terms of, the, of bulk, but it will be interesting to see how it stacks up against. Um, I think you'd probably use it as a sync nuke, really. And I, I guess, like like we said earlier, I mean, it, it just works as a sort of fairy fairy type um, user uh, because it, we often struggle when we've got those stages. We do. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if it counts towards the medals in Champion Stadium. So I hope someone does it for science, but we'll see. Yeah, there's actually a really interesting bug. I don't, I, I'm assuming it's got, it's being patched or has been patched now. Um, but because Gladion changes type mm -hmm. uh, when he uses, uh, or Savala changes type when he uses his trainer move, it's actually possible to queue a sync move with another Pokemon. Uh, and then when Gladion's trainer move, uh, my mind's made up, triggers, Silvalli basically in the game's code leaves the battle and gets replaced by a new Pokemon. And so it's <laughs> capable so <laughs> it's capable to actually queue two sync moves back to back because the game doesn't the basically the the way that the sync move is grayed out yeah. um, for Silvalli disappears when it changes and becomes a new Pokemon. So you can queue up a sync move with say your Charizard and then uh, as long as my made up happens before the sync move executes, yeah. you can actually queue up Silvalli sync move as well. So two sync moves to the price of one. Which is probably, if it doesn't get patched, the only good uh, use of Silvalli. Okay, and we've got lastly uh, your favourite Lusamine uh, and Ferramosa. Yeah, um, fantastic design, but particularly the, the um, six star EX design uh, I'm a big fan of, which is uh, all black uh, and purple, which is very, very cool. Um, so for Ozma, I think a lot of people were expecting uh, maybe a different Ultra Beast, but it's cool that uh, for Ozma's got some, some time to shine. Uh, a really hard hitter, but a very, very fragile uh, Pokemon. So so very, very um, small defense stats, peaking at just... Um, I'm trying to work it out. Peaking at... Oh, that's Gladion. I was like, that, those don't, are far too don't, high. Don't worry about it. It just It's like 500 or something at peaks out or, or whatnot. Yeah, so attack stats peaking at 550. Defense is only 109 uh, across both defense stats. So really, really uh, fragile, but does huge amounts of damage. Uh, comes with the passive endurance, which means it can uh, survive any one hit with a single HP, but unfortunately that doesn't include sync moves. Uh, move gauge refresh four, so any move that's used has a very good chance of uh, refreshing the move gauge by one. And positive reinforcements three, so drastically raises the user's attack and special attack when it knocks out an opponent with a move. So a really good way to kind of snowball nice and quickly, and if you are getting debuffed during the, the battle, then a good way to restore your stats. Uh, in terms of uh, moves, so it's got access to Bug Buzz, uh, which is a special bug-type move. 
uh, Lunge, which is a physical bug type move, which lowers the target's attack. Uh, Blizzard, so AOE um, ice type attack. And then There There, which is a trainer move, which restores uh, a little bit of the user's HP and charges the user's move gauge by two if it's in a pinch. Uh, but most of the time, will just raise the user's uh, evasiveness and critical hit rate by one each. So, uh, you know, a little bit more survivability there in the trainer move. Um, and again, a really interesting synchro. So you can go for the damage dealing uh, on bug bars or lunge or a more interesting set that increases Blizzard's accuracy uh, and gives it hostile environment one for a chance of AOE freeze, uh, which is a horrible thing to go up against. Um, but it's absolutely something that Lucimune's got in her arsenal. Yeah, not only that, but it's got, like, so like you said, move gauge refresh. It's got power flux three. Um, it's got added blizzard accuracy and damage, and obviously hostile uh, environment one, which gives you another twenty percent chance to freeze. I mean, just looking at that, that's uh, that's a very menacing pair, a very menacing pair. Because if you remember, one of the passives is move gauge refresh anyway, so she's yep. got a chance of restoring two sort of bars after a blizzard. It's that that is insane, dude. That is crazy. So yeah, very, 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 very very strong uh but fragile um sync pair so, yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see because these guys aren't uh pokefair banners whether they get added to the regular they will pool of they five will. star pairs after this event it will um ah. so i think in terms of priority who would you pull for uh for me probably lucimine just because the damage output is insane uh, and I can see her being a useful tech with AoE Blizzard as well. Uh, but I'd be very happy with Lily as well. Mm. Uh, I think Clefairy's got something really good with um, Unfortuitous 9. Uh, and we saw how useful that makes um, Mew and obviously access to healing, which is one of the areas that Mew obviously lacks, um, is an asset as well. So not a, not a bad thing pair at all. Yeah, I think my advice would be Lily and then Lucimine and then Gladion, just because we've got so many strikers that could do a job, um, especially ice strikers. Um, but yeah, no, I think Lily, just because she's a what a very type and also can can do the Mew role, um, and and to some points better, um, but Mew's got his own charms as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, and it's Mew. Yeah, it's Mew. Um, so yeah, no, that's uh, that's my opinion for that. But if there's nothing more about Pokemon uh, Masters, we shall move on. Let's move forwards. So this is the the section where we've got a good old friend joining us. Um, I hope you're ready for it, because it's about to happen now. It's please be excited for a question. Today's question comes from Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil says, now that Super Mario 3D All-Stars has been announced, what would you like from a Pokemon All-Stars collection? And now back to you at the studio. Thank you very much, Ben, and thank you, Dr. Phil, for the question. So, if there was a Pokemon All-Stars uh, um, game, what would you want to see? Uh, I think the first thing I'd want to see is unlimited digital release. Just just putting it out there. <laughs> um, shout out to, to the limited release for the Mario All-Stars. Um, I, I mean, uh, to be honest, what I'd really love to see in an All-Stars game is nothing from the mainstream. Uh, so lots of the spin-off titles uh, with remasters and lots of rem um, kind of new features. So obviously top of my list, probably top of your list, uh, is Pokemon Conquest. Mm -hmm. If that game doesn't get a sequel, it needs a remaster for sure, mm -hmm. um, because that game is so much fun. And what joins uh, it in the collection? Probably uh, my favorite uh, Pokemon title of all time, Poke Park Wii 2. Oh, God. Uh, that will get a, a mention. Um, and then probably 
uh, maybe something a bit more offbeat, like um, I was going to say Pokemon Snap, but we're getting a Pokemon Snap remake, so that's that's fine. We can live without that. Um, but maybe something like uh, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge or something like that. That's just even more completely bizarre. Um, I'd be up for that. Can I? S- There's so many Pokemon titles out there that, like, I'm sure people have just never heard of. Oh, I take it all back. The one that I want above everything else is a reboot of the Pokemon trading card game uh video game from the game boy color forget everything i just said that's all i want hang on i want you to forget everything you just said and i want you to bring back something that you mentioned to me on whatsapp what was the actual game you want from an all-star collection okay my actual my actual choice for an all-star collection just give me sword and shield like the same game same story everything can be the same just give me all the pokemon on day one no charizard controlling borders or nothing like Uh... that That would be great. Just give me all the Pokemon. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, no, but in all seriousness, the, the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy Color, if you haven't played it, go and play it. It's probably the most fun like trading card game, and I'm cl- including stuff like Hearthstone in there. It's so much fun. Um, you should go and play it on an emulator or something. There's absolutely no bias it. in his statements. Um, but apart from his bias in his statements, what I'd like to see from a collection is just give me Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, Pokemon Colosseum and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness in, in one collection. Just touch them up a bit, you know. That would be a cool, that give, would be a cool collection. A interesting that you didn't include. But... Interesting that you didn't include Battle Revolution. Do you know what? There's like, look, I already stretched it to four games. I can't make it five games, so I'm just gonna All right. take those four games and just just leave it there. Uh, I think. Unlimited um, digital release. But yeah, uh, that's it for. Please be excited for a question. Um, Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you very much, Dr. Phil. We shall move on. Thank you. Please be excited. To our next section. It is time for How We Caught Them All. So, this is uh, all down to you, buddy. Talk to me about how you completed your living decks. Yeah, so I thought it's been a quiet news week, so I thought we should take some time uh, talking about my journey to literally uh, catch them all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the concept of filling out a Pokedex. You catch all the Pokemon, you've got to evolve them, trade them, do whatever you have to do so that you can register a Pokemon in your Pokedex. Living Dex is taking that one step further. So rather than just catching a Pokemon, uh, you have to have every single Pokemon in your PC simultaneously. So rather than having a Pidgey and evolving it twice into Pidgeot, in your PC, you've got to have Pidgey, Pidgeotto, and Pidgeot, which means you've got to go and catch three Pidgey, evolve one of them twice, and evolve one of them once. It's a lot more time-consuming, and in some cases, a lot more challenging as well, because there are times where you can only get uh, one of a Pokemon, and you can't breed them. Like Type Null, uh, which you have to evolve into Sylvalli, you somehow got to find yourself another Type Null. So it it kind of adds another level of difficulty to... um, to completing the Pokedex. Uh, one of the really nice things about it is that you can bring that collection with you from game to game. So uh, once you've done it in, you know, uh, for example, if you did it in XY, you can bring that through to uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon and you haven't got to catch all those Pokemon again. You've only got to get the new ones. And in theory, you're, you're keeping your living decks up to date. Uh, and that same thing applies to, to Generation 8 and onwards. So it's, it's really interesting um, kind of reminiscing on completing the living decks. And I did it, I think, about two years ago now. Um, in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and yeah, it was just it was just something that I thought a lot of people should try. If you're a big fan of Pokemon, it's something a lot of people should try um, because it's something that, for me, really sort of brought out 
some engagement with every single Pokemon. Like before there were Pokemon that I just either had never run into or never really connected with or just thought, ah, it is what it is. But having to actually take the time to catch them all genuinely gave me an interaction with every single Pokemon, whether it was the screen when I caught it, whether it was, you know, the hours spent trying to find it, whatever it was. I all had the tears you had when you now. couldn't find it because it was a 1% appearance yep. rate. Yep. So it, it, it's something that if you're really into Pokemon and you really want to kind of take your connection with it to a new level, it's something I highly recommend because I came away from the experience. You know, it was frustrating at times. It really was. Um, but every single Pokemon on this list, I now feel like I have a story behind, which I couldn't say that I had before. So, so talking um, of stories, really cool what's journey. your story? Yeah, so um, I started in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you bring up the next image, I can uh, talk through my, my, the starting point of my journey. So This feels like a presentation. Um, if you bring up the next image, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, uh, I'd already reached uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um, I played through the game and I basically said, right, I'm at this point now. I want to try and get a living dex. And it's not as straightforward as you think um, because you can't actually get... Uh, every single Pokemon in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So what you can see on screen at the moment is a list of all the Pokemon that aren't available natively in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And this is a pretty short list because it just contains those that are Where did you even find the list like this? Because this looks very handy. Oh, <laughs> uh, this, I mean, this kind of stuff's been around for a long time. You can find it on Reddit. I actually derived it from Serebii at the time. Okay. Um, it's 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 easy to find the lists. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's... Because <laughs> oh, I, I normally did mine. I had to write them all down. And it's like... Uh, yeah. This is this Pokemon, this is that Pokemon, and yeah, stuff like there that. Was, there were many spreadsheets involved. Um, but the, the thing that's even more interesting than this is, although this is a list of the Pokemon that are definitively not available in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, mm -hmm. some Pokemon in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are so rare that it's just not worth wasting your time trying to find them in that game. Mm -hmm. So a really good example is Bagon, which has a 1% chance of spawning. Oh, it's not worth God. your time yeah. with, uh, finding a Bagon in Ultra Sun and Ultra I remember Moon. some people wouldn't even like continue in the game until they got one because they wanted to start yeah, the game so, with a Bagon. So there was a 1% chance of finding a Bagon, and then in that same battle with the Bagon is a 1% chance of it SOS spawning a Salamence. So you could actually catch a level four or five Salamence right at the beginning of the Absolutely game. Absolutely insane. Anyone who did that clearly missed the point of, of that encounter. But hey, it is what it is. Um, I'll come back to SOS battles later if you don't know what they are. Um, but basically, I started with this list and said, right, these are the Pokemon I definitively have to go and get from another game. And then I thought, well, I'll take it one step further and I'll add in any Pokemon that are basically really difficult to catch. So anything with a less than 5% spawn rate uh, that was much, much higher in another game, I added to my list of things to go and find. Uh, anything that required some you know, really difficult concepts like going into an ultra wormhole, I tried to get elsewhere. Um, so really what I tried to do was, was minimize the amount of effort and work that I needed. So this was my starting point. And then I added to this uh, around 100 more Pokemon that were just easier to find elsewhere. So to start my journey, uh, I began in Pokemon X and Y. So I had played Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Y. Uh, I had completed the game. And uh, first thing I did was basically went through my boxes in uh, X and Y and uh, Omega Ruby, which was the other game that I had uh, from Gen 6, and basically just ticked off everything that I already had so that I wasn't catching them again. And then once I'd done that, uh, my first job was to go through... Uh, the Kalos region and catch everything that I'd missed. So I was retracing routes that I, you know, had just skimmed through. I was catching oh, and evolving sweet, Pokemon. Sweet rollerblades. Yeah, though, oh, I forget the rollerblades. They're so good. And the bike as well that could do tricks. Um, 
which is probably the coolest thing in, in XY. Um, that says a lot. But yeah, it was, well, um, I'll come to my favorite thing in Omega Ruby in a minute. But um, it, yeah, it was good, it was good to, to go and catch lots of Pokemon. And the reason why I pulled this image up is there's also a select number of Pokemon that you can catch through a friend safari. So basically you add your friends to your game and they all have one or two or three random Pokemon that can spawn in a, in a safari zone, basically. Yeah. Similar to the one in Generation 1. Uh, you can throw Pokeballs and catch them, and they have increased shiny chances, which is always nice. Um, you can do but it was a pain um, in the those too. five battles or whatever they're called as well um, in, in these safaris with Sweet Scent or whatever, and you get a shiny yes, from them. Yeah, really yeah cool. so, so I had a small problem when I reached this point, which is that I realized I had no friends. So I couldn't <laughs> use Friend Safari uh, to get all the Pokemon that I needed. So again, I that added to my That is one of the funniest form. sentences I've ever heard. I came across a problem in the Friend Safari. I had no friends. Yeah. It was a real problem. It really helped me back. So I had to go and uh, I basically added to my list all of the Pokemon that were only available in Friend Safari, mm -hmm. and I had to go and find them somewhere else. So although I managed to get the majority of Pokemon in X and Y, certainly all the ones that were native to X and Y, um, and I was able to trade version exclusives for version exclusives on the, the global trade system, which was really handy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it took a bit of time, but I managed, you know, managed to get them all. Obviously, was catching multiples of the same Pokemon, so had to get, uh, you know, my, my Gumi and my Sligu and my Gudra, but I got them all, and I put them in the can, box. Can and... I give a shout-out to X and Y as well? Because this is, this is the game where I, I first completed my... Um living decks and like i love the friend safari because there were some pokemon that were really hard to get um but then living uh the, the friend safari managed to give you pokemon like char charmeleon for example which was really nice when you picked blastoise at the beginning of the game or squirrel at the beginning of the game and stuff like that yeah so yeah yeah no, i mean the, the it safari. was definitely a really handy way to get harder to find pokemon mm -hmm. um the thing i'm really glad actually is that um a lot of those pokemon were available on the gts for not ridiculous offers, so I was able to farm quite a few of them from uh, the Global Trade Center. Yeah. Um, but it was tough. It was very tough. Um, and, and also, if I got anything from the Global Trade Center, uh, my rule was that I had to breed it so that the original trainer uh, entry in my Pokedex was my character and no one else's, mm -hmm. just to add another level of difficulty. No, I'm pretty much the same with you when it comes yep. to that. So, uh, although I did in some ways kind of skip a step by getting them off the gts i still did the honorable thing and, and breeded them to get uh to get them to be my uh, uh, let's just say there's no there's nothing wrong with having each pokemon with someone else's trainer name it's just a really really weird thing that we do yeah, yeah. it's uh it's just being i think really over the top pedantic yeah in being a perfectionist um but by no means is it essential so yeah went through x and y caught everything that i could uh, and then went over to omega ruby mm -hmm. um and this Which is, is probably I, one of my favorite features in the game, dude. Yeah, I wish that they had reintroduced this. So DexNav, uh, which is something that you unlock later in the game in um, Omega Ruby, basically allows you to hunt for specific Pokemon in the wild. Not so much essential in Sword and Shield now that you can physically see them in the overworld, but in Generation 6, when you couldn't see things in the overworld, it's so helpful to be able to tap on a specific Pokemon and be able to encounter it guaranteed. Um, and it was so much easier to find uh, Pokemon that were just more difficult to come across. So if I needed to find um, a Zigzagoon, uh, and then I needed a second one to get my Linoon, uh, I could just tap Zigzagoon after finding the first one. It would guarantee that the next Pokemon that spawned would be another Zigzagoon. And all you had to do was walk up really slowly to it so it didn't notice you, 
and you got yourself another zigzagoon. So I, um, I loved how they had shadows as well for Pokemon that you haven't encountered yeah, yet. Yeah, they had, to, and it was a great way because you actually knew if you were missing Pokemon in that route. Mm-hmm. So it was a really good way just to very systematically work your way through every single area with wild Pokemon and just tick so many of them off the list. Um, and it, this was probably where I caught, I would say, the majority of my uh, Pokemon. So I probably caught of the 786 that I had to catch. Uh, I probably caught 400 at least in Omega Ruby on, alone. And um, I think during my first playthrough of Omega Ruby as well, sometimes I'd spend um, a little while on a route, for example, for Puchiana, because some Puchiana could have like um, moves that they don't normally learn uh, through level up, like Thunderfang and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I spent, I spent yeah, some time. Yeah, Dexnav, and it was also the way to Shiny Hunt in Generation 6. There were yeah. lots of incentives to use it and, and get familiar with it. But um, the other thing you might you might notice is uh, this is the image for Route 101, uh, where typically you'd only find four Pokemon, Poochiena, uh, oh, three Pokemon, actually, Poochiena, Zigzagoon, and Wempel. Uh, but after you uh, unlock the national decks, more Pokemon are added, so you can and see... this Zora is how it should have been handled in Sword and Shield for any, anyone that always complains about, you know, people complaining about wanting all the Pokemon in the game. This is how they yeah, should handle it. it's because this is... This is how it's been for a lot of games, where mm-hmm. you get to the stage of the national decks, and then you can catch everything else that you were missing. Yeah. Uh, and I get, so you can play the game before these new in... Pokemon and appreciate the new Pokemon, but give people the choice after they've completed the game to get the rest of the Pokemon that they want to And I, and I do understand that, like, the, the um, Sun and Moon didn't have all the Pokemon in natively, so you couldn't catch them, but at least you could import them, so at least there was a way to, to use them. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've got a shiny... Like, I've got shinies in my... Uh, Pokemon Bank at the moment uh, that I just can't transfer across to Generation Eight or Pokemon Home because they're not. Let's, let's, you know so can... let's not even go down this route because we're gonna we're gonna it's descend this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So um, Dexnav was an incredibly quick way to find Pokemon uh, that you were missing and make sure that you're encountering kind of as many Pokemon as possible. Um, and the other thing that made Generation Eight really really helpful um, is it had a great way to level Pokemon up quickly. So one of the things that really sucked is that obviously if you're breeding Pokemon from multiples, you then had to level them up. And for some Pokemon, you had to get them to like level 60 or, you know, in the case of, uh, I think it's Hydreigon 64. So uh, the thing that's really helpful in... Not to be confused with the Nintendo 64. This is true. Um, is that you uh, you can unlock Blissey bases. So these are secret bases that other trainers set up for you um, where they put in Pokemon for you to fight. And lots of very, very kind people put in level 100 Blissies that only knew, uh, I think, Splash. Healing Wish. Um, which was which was a useless move. So you could literally put in a level 1 Pokemon and you could beat the Blissey. Wait, you, uh, guaranteed. you didn't use the, the Healing Wish Blissies? Oh, you're right. It was Healing Wish. That was it. It was a Healing Wish Blissey. Yeah. Um, so it would knock itself out. Or if you fought two of them, the first two would knock themselves out. And then the last one you had to kill because Healing Wish would fail. That's how it worked. Yeah. So um, and they you wouldn't kill the themselves; they, they would faint. Quote unquote. They would faint. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Healing, uh, healing wish blissies make the so basically blissy uses healing wish makes itself faint, and you get all the XP for free, uh, which is really really helpful and a really quick way to level up because blissy gives the highest XP of any Pokemon in the game. Yeah. And so a really good way to level up. X, XP share all as well. Yeah. Um. You had XP share all, which was yeah a, a big benefit as well. It was, yeah, so basically Omega Ruby is where I spent most of my time just kind of getting to where I needed to get to. Uh, And then with almost a complete decks in Omega Ruby, I didn't complete the decks because there were Pokemon in Sword and Shield that I'd already caught that I wasn't going to catch again. Uh, I'd brought all my Pokemon from X and Y and 
Omega Ruby across two Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, and then the majority of the Pokemon that I had to catch uh, were the, the ones that were native to Sun and Moon, some of which were only available through very Sorry, difficult Sorry, earlier methods. you said Sword and Shield. You meant Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I meant Ultra Sun and yeah. Ultra Moon. Yes, okay. I did. Um, my bad. So uh, you can see on screen right now an SOS battle, which is where you start a battle against one Pokemon. This specifically then... was one that annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, and then when it gets to low health, or it actually can do it at high health as well, it calls another Pokemon to join the battle. And the reason why it's really frustrating is that you can't catch either Pokemon until you knock the other one out. So Marini, uh, who you can see on screen, only appears via SOS battles. So not only do you have to find a Corsola, not only do you have to get it to low HP and not knock it out, it has to have, a, I think, a 20% chance of calling a Marini. Then you have to knock the Corsola out. Then you have to hope the Marini doesn't call another friend and then catch the Marini. It was a pain, which is why I wanted to do so much of my catching in Generation 6, because it didn't have this mechanic. Um, an Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon made that slightly easier um, because you couldn't call unlimited allies unless you used an Adrenaline Orb, but it was still a pain uh, to have to take out two Pokemon every time and deal with the faff of uh, you know not knocking a Pokemon out. Um, and that was really kind of the, the ending saga, was going through uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, going through the SOS battles, and just trying to catch everything that I'd missed in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got me 90% of the way there which was really, really helpful. Uh, and then I hit a roadblock. Uh, and that roadblock was that uh, I was missing a large number of firstly legendary Pokemon, uh, but also some Pokemon from Generation 5. Um, so very fortunately, uh, I had a good friend uh, who happens to be on this podcast right now who said, hey, I've got a copy of, hey, I think it was Pokemon I'll, Black 2. I'll, I'll narrate. <clears throat> 7th of October, 2018. Hey, Kamel, I'm his cousin Amit. Thanks for offering to help me out completing the living decks. And then you proceeded to send me a, a, a list of legendaries and gift Pokemon the world has never seen. It was unbelievable, dude. Yeah, that was how we met, right? That's yeah. how we first got introduced. Exactly. So I needed help completing the living. And then you needed some version exclusives you like, needed to trade for as well. I was, yeah, I was like, please, sir, can I just have all these freebies? Yeah. And then um, you you hooked me up big time. So you gave me a whole bunch of version exclusives that I just couldn't find, uh, duplicate legendaries that you had spares of. You were very, very helpful. Um, but the thing that you did that was probably more helpful than anything is that you gave me your copy of Pokemon Black 2, um, which I started, I got, I think, nearly up to the first gym. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you can basically re-trigger old events yeah. on the DS. So I basically managed to get a whole load of exclusive event Pokemon from the uh, the Pokemon Black and White 2, like Shiny Mewtwo's and Victini and all of those other things, and then managed to trade those on the GTS for the legendaries that I was missing. So I found the loophole, I figured it out, um, it was a pain in the bum, and it's a shame really that there were no easy ways to get the Pokemon that you were missing, like no matter how hard I tried, yeah. there was nothing I could have done to get a Mew other than just begging to people. So I was really grateful that you helped me out with... Uh, so many Pokemon. Yeah, I, was I really completely forgot about Pokemon to... Black 2. <laughs> yeah, I was so grateful for Black 2 because it gave me not just Pokemon that I was missing, but also a chance to actually trade for the Pokemon I really needed. Um, I mean, you did you did pay me back by going to Smith's Toys and getting me a code, so um, I can't remember what I Pokemon did. it was. but Was yeah. it Zeraora? It might have been. It might have been Zeraora. Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a saga. And I think between us, at one point I was just like, anything you could do to help. And you were like, all right, calm down. I've got some stuff. 
But yeah, I think my roadblock. I still had I still had like eighty Pokemon left on my roadblock at that point, mm. um, because I didn't have both versions of every game. So I was pushing Volcanion. I had quite a few event uh, Volcanions, so that yeah, Volcanion. I easy ones. So I'll chuck over to you um, with the Rage Candy Bar. I think you gave me Celebi as well, if I remember rightly. Probably, because uh, yeah. I, I think I did a lot of the twentieth anniversary stuff um, with Celebi. Yeah. When, when that so came it was, out, uh, no, so. I was very very grateful, um, and it was a, it was a long it was a long journey. Um, so satisfying at the end, though. Oh my gosh, it was the best feeling in the world. Uh, and I, I was like screenshotting stuff and recording stuff, and it was fantastic. Like actually having 100% in my decks, not just in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but in uh, Sun and Moon as well. And then also having it uh, in Pokemon Bank, it was very, very cool. Mm. Um, so I was really, really pleased to actually do that. Um, some people then took it a step, some people take it a step further and then try and get like every form of a Pokemon. So like every form of Rotom, Hi, every me. different type Camille. of Pavilion. Um, yeah, that was too much for me. I was like, I've got them, we're good. It, it's so it, it's an exhausting task. Um, yeah, it really is. Have you I, have you got every Vivillion? Yeah, all 20. Wow, um, that's some effort. And well, like, I think the, the one that nearly broke me was every unknown, uh, because you had to go to Mirage Caves in um, Oras and find the unknowns, and like, it's just RNG at that point, and dude, it was so frustrating, but I managed oh, to get yeah, all the unknowns. Oh yeah, I actually think I, did, I think I did get every unknown as well. Well, I think the ones but... that you were struggling with were like the um, exclamation mark and question mark ones, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, actually, the one thing that did make that slightly easier is, again, I had um, Dexnav. Mm -hmm. So if it was something I'd seen before, I knew it was something I'd seen before, so I didn't bother encountering it. Yeah. That was the only thing that made it a little bit more bearable. Yeah. But I think if we're giving people tips on how to complete their living decks, it's one, yeah. use the internet. Here's some, I was going to say, here's some really specific tips. Number one, absolutely use the internet. Um, pull up information on where po you can find Pokemon. Uh, pull up information on what rarities and chances there are of encountering things. There are easy ways to do it and there are hard ways to do it. You always want to pick the easy route. Um, the second one, uh, and probably the most important one for me, have a tracker. Uh, so Datadex, uh, and shout out to the guys who developed that app. It's a fantastic app. Uh, available free on the App Store. Uh, it's got a built-in Pokemon tracker, but it also has location information and moves and everything else for every single Pokemon in the decks. Uh, they update it all the time, so cannot recommend it enough. Uh, grab Datadex if you need it, um, or use Excel or something else, but you must have a tracker. Um, the next thing, which is, it seems ridiculous, but is so helpful, order your boxes and then number them 1 to 30, 31 to 60, 61 to 90, <laughs> yeah. all the way through. It makes such a difference to just put everything in order, not only because it's really satisfying to like flick through them in order at the end, but it's so easy to work out what you're missing. Um, and especially in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, where some Pokemon don't appear in the Pokedex, you need that numbering system to help you work out what you're missing. So that's a really important step, a setup step you need to do at the beginning uh, and well worth the time. And the fourth thing, probably the most useful thing, uh, is your team composition. So for the majority of captures, uh, I was using Gallade uh, because it had access to False Swipe, access to Hypnosis, which uh, gives the biggest uh, capture boost chance, uh, Thunder Wave for things that were either immune to, to sleep or just were uh, really irritating, uh, and then I had a damaging move just to, to kill things if I needed to. So uh, Gallade was absolutely my MVP for capturing. Uh, lots of people also like Smeagol, uh, which I had as well. So again, Soak. It takes a lot um, of because... setup though, Smeagol. That's only yeah, it, well, actually, the, the, again, the thing that makes Smeagol setting up really easy is Generation 6, where you can have access to Smeagol bases, where people have Smeagols with specific moves that you can take. So I set the Smeagol up with Soak so that you can make ghost types water types so that they are affected by False Swipe. Obviously, False Swipe... Uh, Spore, which is a 100% accurate sleeping move, 
Uh, and then I think I had a damaging move as well. So again, just a I think I had aerial ace. So just a really easy way to do chip damage, to use false swipe to get things down to low health. And they can't use um, exposure after that. Yeah, most importantly, um, soak and spore to guarantee that you can use false swipe to get them down to one HP and guarantee that you can use sleep with 100% accuracy. Super important for legendaries, super important for ghost types that uh, Galade just couldn't deal with. Um, between those two, they probably caught, I would say, 80% of the Pokemon that I had to go and hunt after I'd finished mm. uh, both games. Really, really helpful. Cool. And a shout out to Wonder Trading that came in Gen 6 and um, GTS that came in earlier than that. But those are big things that helped me when I was on my journey. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get really lucky on a Wonder Trade. The GTS is invaluable, specifically for version exclusives, because lots of people will trade you one version exclusive for the other one, yeah. because lots of people are in the same position as you, where they have one and need the other. Um, but I think, yeah, Wonder Trade is a bit hit and miss. Uh, I don't think I ever used it, other than maybe if I had a couple of extra eggs that I'd bred by accident, and I was just going to Before I was streaming, I was doing like Wonder Trade streams, just... Oh, just wow. offline though offline streams <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, no, used to, I, I, I used to do something every single week and to give away like one box two boxes of pokemon oh that's that nice fun yeah one one trading is i think it's nice if you can get good stuff and, and obviously on then sword and shield i know for some people it's been very frustrating because for some of them it's, it's broken their game but for me it's never been that that appealing i've tried to stick to the gts so that i know what i'm getting back but it's a it's a handy thing to, to make use of as well yeah but yeah, that's the that's the living dex journey. I do, I, I cannot recommend it enough. I know it seems like a lot of work. I know it seems like it's a, a hard challenge. It is a hard challenge. Don't get me wrong. I was very frustrated at times, but um, it's incredibly rewarding. And I think above all else, it gives you, like I said, it gives you that connection with Pokemon in just a way that I had never thought I was going to care about them before. And with that, talking about caring for things that we don't think we're ever going to have like before. Um, We'll take away, we're just gonna move on. Where the Helioptilus Pokemon sleep? Just I have just where is it, dude? I have the biggest news ever. Oh I God. have found Pokemon Sleep. Have you? Yeah, what's weird though is that Pokemon aren't going with their normal distributors. So it's being distributed by Wish.com. Okay. Don't know if you've heard of Wish.com. Um, but basically they sell anything you could want really um, and it turns out if you search pokemon sleep game mm -hmm. you find pokemon sleep so why don't you this, show the people what i'm talking about is this pokemon sleep this is it this is the app icon for pokemon sleep can you believe it oh it's, my it's someone god in a, what it's someone in a snorlax like hoodie they call it an hoodie don't they a snorlax hoodie um <laughs> just sleeping it's amazing it's the it's the cover for the app and then um, if you scroll to the next image on wish.com, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it turns out it's not, it's not an app. So it turns out that actually Pokemon Sleep isn't an app at all. Um, it's a Snorlax blanket that you wrap around yourself and you put the hood up and you become a Snorlax and you just fall asleep. So that's Pokemon Sleep is what you're telling me? Well, how can wish.com be wrong? I wish they weren't here, wrong, but something tells me they here, might be. The description says... Anime Pocket Monsters uh, animation game 100% official. Huh. Hmm. I'm going to let, let that sit sit with me till next week and we'll see we'll see whether or not it's legit. Um but we we should move on for now before um Nintendo comes after us. 
it's time for the unknown fact of the week. What have you got for me this week? Yeah, I thought we'd wrap something up, uh, wrap this week up with a bit of a heartwarming story. Um, so we thought um, we would talk about the time that uh, Mr. Masuda himself uh, did an interview. This story comes to us from Kotaku UK. Yeah, by uh, so Kaza McDonald. God bless her. Uh, yeah, thank you very much well, for... Kotaku UK now no longer exists, unfortunately. So I hope those people find jobs. Um, but yeah. It's fine, Kotaka. Yeah, it's just happened this week. Sucks. Oh wow! Well, um, yeah, sorry to hear that. Um, good, good news source. But uh, yeah, so about five years ago, um, Mr. Masuda was doing an interview. Um, this was after the release of uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, uh, and he was asked about the inspiration for uh, the Hoenn region. And uh, what's really interesting is that Masuda talks about uh, his stories as a child, and he talks about spending his childhood summers. Uh, on the island of Kyushu, uh, and said that he really wanted to bring those memories to life in the region of Hoenn. So uh, the things that he really remembered were the abundance of nature. Um, and so that was where the idea of like the secret bases came from, because he used to build like forts out in the wild uh, or tree houses. Mm. Um, and actually, the, the, the word uh, Hoenn is made up of two uh, Japanese characters, uh, the Ho, which, which means um, abundance, and N, which means uh, bonds or connection. So it's about his, his sort of expressing his connection to uh, nature and then a kind of natural world and this abundance of nature that he discovered in Kyushu. Um, and you really get a sense of that going through the Hoenn region. There's so many different landscapes. And particularly, like, if you compare it to some of the older games, you really do go through deserts, you go on mountains, you go through uh, grassy areas, watery areas. It, it really is kind of... A, a really sort of wild and diverse. Well, landscape. you think about it, the, um, the two teams in that game really are talking about the environment. Um, so yeah, yeah, and the the big kind of um, I guess story behind the the games is this big struggle over con- trying to control the natural environment. Um, and of course, in the end, you you manage to teach the teams that it's not the right thing to do, and you restore uh, natural but, balance. Well, Rayquaza but... comes out and is like, "What are you got? What are you kids doing? All right, you're grounded, both of you." Yeah, well, Groudon was grounded. Um, Kyogre was watered question mark maybe he was seabedded uh yeah <laughs> that's pretty good that sounds inappropriate <laughs> yeah that sounds he good. was seabedded um yeah so it's a really interesting game um and it's really easy to see the kind of connection that uh, i'm guessing that uh, masuda wants to kind of bring to life you know with um the the wildlife and the natural aspects in in the area um but also a lot of the pokemon designs so he really liked um you know, the insects and the, and the wildlife that he found there. So Pokemon uh, like Masquerain and Pokemon like Surskit are really inspired by the insects that he found. The fact that Wormple has two different like evolution routes as well, that's um, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so all, all kind of these things that um, drew from his childhood. And I just thought a really heartwarming story to kind of um, share with you guys if you didn't know it before. Um, and I think you probably can check out the full interview on Kotaku UK. It's still, still there. Uh, but, um, but not on the Kotaku UK, it's just on the Kotaku main website now. Yeah, kotaku.com. Um, but yeah, a really a really heartwarming story. And uh, thank you, I guess, Mr. Masuda, for bringing us uh, the Hoenn region. Yeah, and I just want to say about the, the Hoenn region, like after reading that article, if you've played Ruby and Sapphire or Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, it just makes so much sense. You know, you can, you can yeah. tell. You can tell there's a lot of love put into those games. Best um, thing about uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, go. I put 500 hours into that game, but I guess... There is a correct answer. I, 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 well, I, uh, well, I guess you're probably going to say, what, Flying Lat- Latias? Latias? Yeah, correct answer yeah. was Flying on the Back of Latias and or Latias. 
That's actually one of the just... more unique features in the game. Yeah, it? it's something that was just so unexpected, but you literally get the ability, rather than having fly, um, you get the ability to ride on uh, Latias and Latios all over Hoenn. You can, like, you know, go supersonic speeds, you can do tricks, um, and the camera's free as well, so you can literally just, like, watch around and zoom all over Hoenn. You can soar high, you can go, like, really close to the ground, and you ha- you're exploring, like, this 3D map of Hoenn, and it's yeah. the first time it's really kind of bought the the height perspective to life, like just how tall Mount Pyre is and, and how tall, um, you know, or how nice like Laverish Town is tucked into the side of... Um, and how fierce and Firo are. Yes, Firo yeah. are terrifying. Um, but it was just it was just a really special moment that kind of brought Generation 3 and I guess 6 as well to life for me, it was just hopping on, uh, in my case, Latios is back and just getting to see the region in a way I've never seen a Pokemon game before. Uh, and I wish that we would get that again with more games. I wish that we could have it in Sword and Shield um, because for me, it just brings that whole game to life for you suddenly. And you're like, mm. oh my gosh, I was, you know, walking down there two minutes ago and I can see the little Pokemon Center where, you know, I fought this trainer or did this thing. And uh, it, was, it was a very special moment. And the music, the soundtrack for that is phenomenal as well. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it. It's actually, yeah, quite, quite iconic. Um, yeah. So a, a really special moment and uh, by far and away, probably my favorite thing in. Uh, possibly like any of the Pokemon games visually was was that moment. It's very, very special. Yeah, well, yeah, as you said, thank you, Mr. Masuda. Um, and let's hope he continues his great work with the next mainline game, which I expect to be revealed next year. Um, but with that, we're going to go to the next section. This is a podcast form news roundup. Now, I was supposed to do this earlier, but this is just a quick note to say that the next 12 dubbed episodes of Pokemon Journeys is now on Netflix, so knock yourself out. That is literally it. Yeah. I um, I actually have the week after next on holiday, and I will be catching up on every single episode up to 24. So, so I won't be quite so far behind. <laughs> have you made that jingle for our podcast about the Pokemon Journeys anime? Uh, no, but it is on my to-do list uh, for this week. So it will be... Okay. Hopefully, uh, we can have a little. Are we gonna, what we're we going to do? We're going to do individual episode spoiler casts, or are we going to do? It's going to be um, chunks uh, at a time. Yeah, it's going to be a midweek sort of. Um, um, just, just call between me, me and you. I'm not too sure whether or not I'm going to put it live, or if I'm just going to do it pre-recorded. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about it offline. But um, yeah, uh, that's all I've got for this week. Have you got anything for the people? Or do you want to take us out? Uh, no, I'll just take us out. Okay, um, so just been... before you, um, just just before you take us <laughs> you're out, like, just... you're like, do you want to yeah. take us out? Sorry, like, I, can't, yes, I completely start, forgot because like, I, I do, I do want to mention one thing: is that I'm part of a group called Simply Sassy Vids, and I don't promote them as much as I should. So do check us out at simplysassyvids.com. I'm one of the members, Kamel. Uh, you've got fantastic people over there doing fantastic stuff. Um, during the um, please be excited, excited. Um, segment of this week's episode i did mention uh, pokemon uh, coliseum and xd gale of darkness well a good friend of mine braden k007 uh is doing um some streams of that over on twitch so go check him out um apart from that happy birthday to josh and al whose birthdays is going to be and in a week's time so happy birthday to you two and yeah sorry take us out that's right do you want to say the name of that group once again just for people who want to find simply it simply sassyvids.com uh, okay, so we have been the Poker Ramble podcast. Uh, I have been the Frontier Brain Amit. You have been um, one of the other people called Kamel. 
the other people yeah i like it um and you can catch us live uh, every week 7 30 p.m bst should we just say 7 30 ish 7 30 ish yes we try we try to be on time yeah uh 7 30 p.m bst uh on twitch.tv slash kamalh every sunday evening come hang out with us while we do the podcast uh episode 16 next week uh so look forward to us back next week is that uh, and if you can't join San- us live Sanchu, or is it is it pidgey uh, it's Pidgey, I believe. Pidgey, okay, awesome. Uh, you've you've made me question it. That's right. We'll find out next week. Tune into next Sandro- week. <laughs> yeah, we won't spoil it. Yeah. Don't look it up. Um, yeah, but join us next week for episode sixteen. If you can't catch us live, uh, do check us out on Spotify or any other good podcast service uh, or YouTube. Just search Pokey Ramble Podcast, uh, and you can check out all of our other podcasts and a couple of uh, very exciting trips to Pokemon Virtual Fest that we wrapped up a few weeks ago. So uh, do check it out if you if you want to catch up, and uh, hopefully we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.